live your life by default when you can live your life by design? You were created with potential, potential. but potential doesn't change the world. Join me on this journey as we unlock the peak performer in you. 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 On this program, I'm going to take you through some series of inspirational quotes from Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie is the author of the popular book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Education is the ability to meet life's situation. In other words, the value of education is in the ability to make you a better person. If you are educated, if you have a certificate, and the malam by the roadside is able to create an income for himself, and you that have a certificate, you are unable to create an income for yourself. It then means that the education in itself that ought to put you at an advantage has now put you at a disadvantage. Education should not incapacitate you. Education should make you better, stronger, wiser, and like I always tell people, the goal of knowledge is use. And so what that means is when you are a graduate, you should be able to create a living, a decent living for yourself whilst you try to get a better job. I tell people any job is better than no job and a honest income is far, far better than a dubious living. Don't criticize, condemn or complain. It doesn't take anything to criticize. It doesn't take anything to complain. In fact, he said any fool can complain and condemn. But guess what? For you to love, for you to respect, you know, for you to be disciplined, for you to have the ability to appraise people sincerely, it takes a lot of character. It takes growth on your part. Whenever you try to criticize somebody, have you noticed that they are always in defensive? You are up against me. And so they will do everything possible to defend themselves. And for you to know that criticism, if we do not present it maturely, it can actually hurt people badly. Take a look at anybody around you. Have you seen someone that criticizes himself? 90%, 95% of people don't go about criticizing themselves. They can criticize every other person for themselves. If you want to be an individual that we call a pleasant personality, an individual that we say he has advanced emotional intelligence, then you must know how to live with people. You don't go head on criticizing people because when you go online, there is something about the internet. The internet gives any and everybody an opportunity to vent. And that's why when you look at some videos, albeit great videos, yet you will see some people disliking such video, giving all sorts of hate comments to that video. Such people don't understand how to relate with people. On a bigger scale, such people have bigger problems. They have issues with themselves. The hate they are posting to your comment box and the dislikes button they are clicking is not about you really. It's a part of them that they dislike. There is a law called the law of reflection. Whatever people do to other people outside is a reflection of what they are doing to themselves inside. And so if somebody doesn't accept himself, don't expect him to accept your content. I'm saying, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Instead, take time to appraise people sincerely. Take time to appreciate people for their efforts. 
and you'll be better off. Instead of condemning people, let's try to understand them. Ask yourself, why is this person doing what he is doing? Why have they done what they did? Ask yourself, why do people do what they do? At the heart of every human, every one of us, we do things for this very one reason. And what is that one reason? We do things because we believe that what we are doing is important. So when you look at it that at the core of who we are as human is, everybody wants to do something meaningful. Then it goes to tell you that if everybody wants to do something meaningful, if everybody wants to show to the world that he is important or he wants the world really to consider him as an important fellow, if that is the case, some people will go about gaining this sense of importance in a positive way and others will go about gaining this sense of importance in a negative way. What am I saying? When you see a philanthropist, why does a philanthropist give? It gives because of the feeling he gets. There is no reward attached to it. But there is a feeling of joy. There is a feeling of satisfaction. There is a feeling of, you know, fulfillment that comes with giving. And that's why he gives. And that's it. He, is, he did it because he wants to feel important. Why does the arm robber robs? He's doing it also because he wants to feel important. Because when he robs, he gains money. When he gains money, he will use it to meet his life need and whatever it is. So at the heart of why people do what they do is that feeling of importance. So the question is, ask yourself, how are you going about gaining this feeling of importance? There is a story I would like to share for you to know how far people can go to feel important. A story of a lady was shared that in her dream life is to be married and have wonderful children. To be married to a man that will love her greatly, respect her, adore her, and treat her children very well. Now, life happened to her. She got married to this man that could care less about who she is. This man will never sit with her even on the table to eat. This man never showed love to her children, albeit it's their children. In fact, they both own the children. They are the both parents of these children, but the man never showed any form of affection. And in the long run, guess what happened? This woman went mad. When she lost her mind in the psychiatric home, this woman will have a doctor tell her that she just had a baby. And so the doctor is giving her that sense of importance because that's just all she wanted. And in that moment of insanity, when she comes in contact with the doctor, she would tell the doctor, hey doctor, I just had a baby last night. And the doctor would say, congratulations. Because in her dream, she wants to have multiple children. Again, when the doctor comes to her, the doctor calls her, hello lady, how are you today? She smiles. You know, she comes alive because that sense of respect that she wants, she's getting it. Now, think about this. If someone can go mad just because they want that sense of appreciation, that sense of connection, that sense of value, why not give it to people genuinely? Appreciate people around you. Celebrate people around you. The challenge I have with many people is when people do things wrong, they are quick to see it. And when people do things right, they are quick to ignore it. Now that's an imbalance. Don't be quick to spot a fault. There is a poem I read. The title of that poem is Father Forgets. In that poem, a father builds high expectation for his four-year-old child. High expectation such that whatever the child does, it is not good enough. 
And on this fateful day, he realized the folly of his behavior. And he began to ask himself, what has habit done to me? The habit of always finding fault has made me not to see all the good that my child is even doing despite his youth. A young boy that tries to comport himself as possible as he can, yet all you see is fault in him. And the man said to himself, he will never allow habit to rule his life. Whenever he wants to judge that boy, he quickly said to himself, he is just a boy. Whenever he wants to attack the young man, he will just bite his tongue, bringing him to consciousness that he is relating with a young boy, not an old man like himself. If there is any one secret of success, it lies in the ability to get the other person's point of view and see things from that person's angle as well as from your own. Henry Ford. Stephen R. Covey, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and The Eighth Habit. This is how he expressed this same quote in the words of Stephen R. Covey. He said, seek first to understand, then you will be understood. When you look at our world, people are looking for your attention, people are telling you what they want, people are telling you how they want you to help them, but they are not even asking you, what do you want? In life, if you are quick to present your need, no one will want to relate with you. Go about life realizing that people you are engaging with also have need. How can you help them? How can you understand them? Let's take this analogy. A young man in a particular posh estate started a business of selling real estate. For almost 16 months, he could not land a deal. Many months have gone by, he could not land a deal. And he was thinking, what can I do? Then a friend of his gave him an advice. The friend of his said, you know what? You want this rich man in this neighborhood to patronize you. That's what you want. But what do they want? Have you ever thought about it? And coincidentally, it happened that that week that this young man was having a conversation with his friend, that week, the sanitary guys were on strike. So week had gone by and the dirt was piling up in front of the compounds of all of this posh neighborhood. And at this point in time, the young man saw there was a need there. What is the need? Somebody needs to dispose this refuse dump because the rich men, they don't like the sight of the refuse dump but they believe that the strike will be called off in earnest and the sanitary department will come and do their job. And so they will not touch it. But it lingered. This young man and his friend came up with an idea. Let us clean up this estate. Dispose all the refuse dump. He did it diligently. Some days went by. The neighborhood was clean. And they began to wonder, who did this? They turned on their TV to check if the sanitary guys had called off their, their, their strike, only to discover that the strike was still on. Then the rich men began to ask themselves, the rich men and women began to ask themselves, who cleaned your neighborhood? Who cleaned your neighborhood? Who cleaned your neighborhood? Because he did it intelligently such that no one knew who was doing it. Eventually, they discovered who did it. The words got out and they discovered he was the one and they tried to pay him. Do you know this young man did not collect money for that service? He did not. And then 
he asked for them for one thing he said you see i just want to let you know that i didn't do this for the money i have my own job this is the nature of my job i sell real estate if there is any of you that has a property that wants to let out or that wants to be sold please contact me i am just trying to make our society better by cleaning your refuse thank you and he went to the next and on to the next and on to the next and he would not collect money from anybody eventually they saw him as a person of value they saw him as someone they could trust when they had properties to be sold he was the first person that came to mind and they contacted him guess what the next 16 months this young man he sold deals of over five hundred thousand dollars so much for a young man that is just starting out in business what did he do he did not just want the people to understand him he sought first to understand them then he was understood and that led to financial prosperity so what are we saying in life seek to understand people it is called empathy we need it because if you lack empathy you cannot succeed in the new world Remember, what has happened in the past is behind you. What will happen in the future depends on the decision you make now. Why not commit to peak performance today? Many thanks to you, my dear listeners. If you are inspired, please like, share, and click the subscription button for more updates. More info, send me a Gmail on peakperformance1995 at gmail.com or call 0802-411-6777. Till I come your way next time, I remain Michael Ogunchola, the Peak Performance Coach, saying, Peak Performance, it is possible, possible.